You're listening to Vanguard Radio. Back to VNN Broadcasting. Tonight's host is Theseus. Okay, Theseus, are you ready? Well, until he is, uh, let me remind you a little bit um, uh, about a few things going on. Let me make sure his call didn't drop. Uh, we have uh, a number of things going on 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 VNN on VNN. And My apologies. Okay, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I, I asked you how much longer it was in the song, and then uh, this, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I've got a big bottle of water here and a glass of wine, and one of them hit the bladder. I had to run, Jeff. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, welcome back. Did we ever get um, uh, Mark figured out? Yeah, Mark, are you there? Well, okay. Okay. Uh, he, he's, he's, don't worry about Mark. Just go yeah. on with your... Uh, just move, go on with the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I had one thing I wanted to talk about, Jeff, and um, it was about carrying, uh, carrying the movement, which we started to talk about earlier. Uh, political maturity um, uh-huh. for our movement. I think it's something we had mentioned earlier, or you you mentioned it earlier that that we really need more political, uh, a more complex political understanding. Oh yeah. Is yeah, you mentioned that. And uh, I I think you're totally right. I think you were totally right. Um, and I, I think a lot of the political maturity, as we were talking about earlier, has to do with having um, a positive message to offer in addition to criticizing, pointing out and criticizing justifiably uh, the present, you know, the, the present social, political. Uh, I mean, there's plenty to do in that area. But w- we also need to have answers to the questions that uh, I keep talking about the the questions that modern life is presenting us that our current forms don't have a way of dealing with you know our forms meaning our churches our governments are uh, you know they're they're being outpaced by modernity uh, our, our governments are being swallowed up by non-governmental organizations transnational corporations they can just outpace governments they can move faster than them they can out uh, they can they can outmaneuver them. They can change names. Uh, that's one thing. It's like, it's like corporate law. In the old days, you knew if someone built uh, carriages, if someone built carriages, you knew if that person had a good or bad reputation. If somebody, if you if you knew somebody that bought a carriage from this fellow and the wheel fell off, most people would know not to buy from that person anymore. Uh, and that's always worked out for us. These days, what we have are, are corporations that can just change their name. 
and you know you know to avoid uh, company A, but you don't know that now you're buying from company B. It's the same thing. It's you know it's a it's a shape shifting, uh, very Jewish, <laughs> but we don't. That's that's one of the problems that that even just like us as consumers and with politics, it's the same. In a lot of ways, it's the same way. Uh, po- politicians don't have principles anymore. There's no statesmen anymore. Oh, there look, are. if I can interrupt, uh, you've got to understand what's happened to Congress. And Congress, Congress of the United States is an absolute joke. They're a doormat. And, uh, and you know, I think, I think the power of the presidency right now, uh, and, and, and really the power of the presidency is the corporations and Jews, but... Uh, the president, with, with with them lined up uh, with the president, uh, do you, you when you talk about the fecklessness of government, you're really talking about you know the fecklessness of um, of Congress. And look look at what Bush is able to do. He's able to send his attorney general into congressional offices and seize yeah. records. And what do you think all these uh, all these arrests and uh, and uh, of, exposures of, of congressmen lately are all about? Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. weakening Congress. Well, it's about bullying them into signing these. Oh, uh, sure. You know, look at this Foley thing. It came out right before they uh, uh, they signed the six one six six trashing our constitution. Yeah, and it came out right before that. I mean, that's a shot across the bow if I've ever seen one. And it's not just Foley. It, it's Bob Nay. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of different people, and uh, yeah. that are that are quietly dropping out. Before then, it, it was Cunningham. And you know, there's just a lot of, you know, can you imagine? Can you imagine a president sending in his uh, his his Cheka, his secret police, uh, his KGB into a congressional office and seizing records from from well, a? Con- well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's again why the patriotards are wrong because they want to they want to go back and they think that we can remoralize the system using the old forms. And my contention is that the uh, the failures of our current forms were structural, and uh, you know they've been figured out. They've been gamed. We must go forward. Uh, conservatism. If, if you think you're conservatism, you need to be a radical because all conservatism is you're going to lose slower. Uh-huh. And that that's all you're going to be doing is just trying to dig in your heels and hold on for dear life. That's very frustrating. Let go. March forward. You'll be uh, pulled. You'll hammer. Be, you'll be pulled <laughs> along uh, the dialectical, uh, uh, the dialect, di- uh, yeah. dialectical materialism. You'll be pulled along the synthesis, and you'll never know what's going on. But, but, the, but they'll cut you in half a million times until there's nothing left. If you're conservative, yeah. that's a really good way of putting it. But yeah, the the dialect, the synergy of the uh, the the philosophical back and forth between. What's called communism and what's called capitalism. Yes. Which another way of understanding that is just a way to transfer wealth into the hands of Jews. Uh, you know, Marx. The first thing Marx wrote wasn't Communist Manifesto. It was on the Jewish question. Uh, my opinion of Marx is that he knew what Jews were like, and I, I honestly think he was writing out a position paper about what Jews should do in order to have a secular uh, Zionism. Uh, I think I think communist Russia was the first draft of secular Zionism. And 
the way they uh the way the Bolsheviks knocked that country over yeah um really kind of it it really attests to that but uh if if you look at the forms that they had we have them in every way i mean what's closer to the soviet are we closer to the soviet union or are we closer to what the founding fathers wanted how's this example the president has a secret army that he can send into sovereign nations to uh take their governments out that's a fact uh, so is that something that George Washington put into place, or is that something that was inspired from somewhere else? You know, uh, the only piece of the Constitution that's left is that we can't harbor uh, soldiers. <laughs> and my my wife even says, you know, I'm not even surprised anymore. Uh, uh, she wouldn't be surprised if soldiers showed up and we had to get the sleeping bags out. <laughs> that there's really no prohibition on government left anymore. They can they can pretty much say and do whatever they want to at this point. Yeah, and I, and you mentioned the libertarians earlier, and and I, I read Lou Rockwell, but and and I understand where I I, I would think that the uh, a lot of money, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of Jews write for that site, but you know, every once in a while, see this this is the whole thing about no Jews just right. Let me let me back up a little bit, and the reason why that's important is because uh, I don't think white nationalism necessarily has to uh, promote uh, uh, an economic policy in itself. I know a lot of people are national socialists on this board, uh, and uh, I know there are some... Alex has a libertarian side to him, and I, I've tangled with him on that a few times, but uh, the point is is that if you want to be a libertarian, you can, and you can be a white nationalist. But the thing is, is that whatever, if you want to have a libertarian organization and be a white nationalist, it's got to be no Jews. And yeah, you have to be. You see what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. You have to be explicitly anti-Semitic. That's the. That's yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah. It sounds and, harsher than the reality. It, it has to be that way because if it's not, it's going to be. It's going to get steered off of whatever. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And it, 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 arguing amongst ourselves about politics or art, it doesn't matter as long as there's no Jews involved in the movement. Yeah, but, because it takes on a completely different yeah. tone. It, the the production, the uh, d discussions that are actually productive. I mean, uh, between socialism, uh, you know, market economics is a conversation that Aryans can have together. Yes. And indeed and indeed the the model that the United States was supposed to be uh these individual states were supposed to be little laboratories. Right. The way I think of it sometimes that you know if 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 one place wanted to do their economics one way and and one wanted more state control uh you know they could do that and it's a more robust system because you can see what works and what doesn't. You get to experiment. Uh, right. Instead of one country being able to change one thing, we were supposed to be like a lab. And uh, but 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 yeah, Lincoln kind of ruined that. It, it was ruined a little bit before Lincoln, but boy, he just really he he burned the South down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but he he burned our republic down really. But but yeah, I mean we we can argue economics, we can argue socialism, capitalism, but. 
what you have to understand is, and you know, here's a good example. Have you ever heard the term the Swedish model? As far as economics goes, there's something called the Swedish model, and what that is is, uh, gosh, you can have socialism. Look at Sweden. There, there can be uh, state control over industry and a huge welfare state, and uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, strict labor laws. You can do it, and they make it work somehow. And you can't say why they make it work. Well, the reason they make it work is because they're it's a homogenous country culture yeah. or yeah i mean it, it's a it's a diverse country as far as they have people uh that identify as italians people that identify as germans and, and you know they have a lot of different groups but they're homogenous as far as being aryans and they all have the same orientation as far as uh you know it's it's like a family if you don't want to abuse a system that your family is paying into. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If, if, if the shame is, the, it's it, it becomes shameful. Yeah, to, it's only a very, it's only a very odd. But like this Ameriquois, who gives yeah. a damn who's scamming from this system? I don't even a, anymore. I mean, I, I mean, welfare was something that niggers did. Shit, I'm not against welfare anymore. I encourage all white nationalists. And I, I should do it myself, but I encourage all white nationalists to uh, get whatever they can out of this government. Absolutely. They killed our granddads. They made them fight each other. They made them fight their cousins. They made, I mean, alert. They lied to us. You owe no allegiance uh, to this government at all for what it's done to you. I mean, it, not only what it's done to our fathers and grandfathers, but what it's doing to us right now, you owe it no allegiance at all. You know, one uh, thing I'm really curious about... It's anti-us. Ameriquois is anti-you. Yeah. One thing I'm really curious about, Thesis, I heard on the radio today, I, I listen to NPR a lot, and I, I know that's going I've to... I've noticed. Yeah, I know that's going to turn a lot of people off when I say that they're going to think I'm a, like a you know some sort of elitist or something, but the reason why I listen to them a lot is because um, I don't watch television. And uh, and and uh, for several reasons, and one of the we can discuss that later. But uh, I, I was listening today, and uh, do you know what the, the the big fires they had out there in California? Well, those were deliberately set. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were deliberately set. They said that the person who set them understood the geography of that area and understood the effect of of strong winds off the Pacific Ocean and and you know the combination of events and you know people have died in this fire and and, and you know massive property damage uh, by this fire and you know I'm wondering who did that I mean I don't I don't think a white nationalist did that I I, I think uh, you know uh, I don't I don't know who who would do something Wasn't that like that a couple this. years ago that it was some uh it was some mestizo fire Yeah yeah exactly fire? Yeah. I, I would not be surprised at all if some, uh, 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 you know, uh, Reconquista uh, did this uh, uh, and, and lit those fires at, uh, at all. And I'll tell you why I believe that. Do you recall even a few years back before that, for, uh, before that incident you mentioned, the, uh, and this is a story I blogged quite a, quite a lot about on, uh, on Majority Rights where I used to uh, blog uh, do you remember that mestizo that went over there and parked his truck on the on the train track? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, do you, do you know that that guy killed, uh, I mean, 50 or 100 people, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, wasn't he depressed or something? But he was going to kill himself, and then he chickened out. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that was his, that was his, uh, his, that was what he told the cops. But what he did is he drove, he lived over in some ghetto, and then he, he got in his truck and, and then drove over to a white section of, uh, I think it was Glendale, California, he drove over in a white. I looked. I did all the research on this. He drove over. He drove his truck over into a white area. He could have uh, gone somewhere else, closer, and parked his truck on the track and and got out of the truck, and and then um, and then it, uh, uh, I followed the story. So obviously that tells me that this was premeditated in some degree. That you know maybe he got depressed, but he said, well, I'm going to go kill white people in the white area and fuck their neighborhood up. And uh, so was that prosecuted as a hate crime, Jeff? Oh well, they don't commit hate crimes, and, yeah, uh, and yeah. well, what, what what turned out about this guy was well, yeah, he was a drug user, but uh, uh, I read this in the Washington Post. This guy, he was all into this, um, into this, uh, uh, well, uh, native religion of Mexico stuff, and he, mm. yeah, he was he was he, he was a reconquista, and yeah, that sounds like the Ozilon stuff. Yeah, he was an Osloner, and uh, there's no doubt about that in my mind. And uh, so it was an act of terrorism. Oh yeah, this was an act yeah. of terrorism. Mm. And uh, oh, I wonder what he's up to. Why well, he's in jail? I imagine. Well, I wonder how much time he got. Do you recall? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't re- recall that that part of the story. Uh, but uh, this is why I think that those fires they had out in California just a day or so ago, I guess they're still going on. That's why. I I think that it, this is a reconquista, and and you know what? When this happens, I'm 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 delighted. I just yeah, worse is better. <laughs> I'm just I'm just delighted, and you know I mean a white, I don't think a white nationalist did that, and and I'm not encouraging a white nationalist to go set fires or anything. But man, these little motherfuckers, they're going to be cutting throats. Uh, they're going to be uh, doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, and it's gonna get bad, folks. It's gonna get real bad. <laughs> I can't wait to see them and the blacks go at it. I, I just I, I've got a, a four ton bag of popcorn here. I'm just gonna pop it up and watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just when them and the blacks really start to throw down out west, it's just gonna be just peanut butter and jelly time. Uh, pop the popcorn, you know, it's gonna be hilarious. And even the the little flare-ups in the schools as uh like last week um and oh, the 500 all the, all riot? the kids running yeah, yeah yeah all the little kids running through the streets and just screaming and and the papers so funny the way they reported it's just like oh they they just couldn't put any they were so excited they only put things in racial terms it's like no that's how people actually are everywhere on the planet yeah. I, I, I just only wish us. I just wish I was younger, and because I'm afraid that I'm going to be like 65 or something, some old geezer when the shit when when the shit really starts to decompose and 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 maybe there's uh, whites fighting back, and because I I just wish you know I'm not see that's one reason why I'm not going to go out and do something like uh, uh, blow up a federal building or commit a crime because uh, I, this these individual acts or even these small cells. I, I don't think they have any any sort of real impact, even no, though you, you know someone you who does something do like that may be a genuine, brave, and committed individual. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, I, I want to wait until like this is a movement, 
uh, if it happens, right? And I'm not going to. Yeah, sh- I mean, I'm, I look at the. Yeah. I, I look at the 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 Chinese nationalists versus the communists over there, and I, I tend to use their example about starting a revolution too soon. You know, when something's not time. And yeah. They were the communists were absolutely slaughtered uh, because they. Uh, they it didn't they didn't have the right stuff going on. We'll say, they at, rose at up the too early. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and yeah, billions of them were were or maybe I, I should add hundreds of thousands probably were slaughtered, and that's where the term long march comes from. It was the long march. The remaining communists fled back to the the rural areas in China, and yeah, yeah. Don't shoot your wad. Now, yeah, keep your. I mean, I'm gruff. not against cells. Uh, I'm not against cells at all. I, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I, I hesitate to call them cells. I, th- I think that we should reach out. We should have friends. We should go surfing. We should work out. We should, uh, yeah, stay fit. Know, take challenge people. Go to college. I, I mean, I'm to take I'm, join, get a bunch of your comrades together, your white nationalist comrades, and and uh, uh, take karate. Hack the planet. Go run a big ass Israeli flag up your uh, flagpole in the city center. Yeah, take martial <laughs> arts. That's my favorite. I, I I I I wish I could wake up one morning and and just see that several people in several cities have just run Israeli flags up flagpoles in there. You know, right, right after uh, you know, like when this Lebanon thing was going on, that would have been just a great thing to do. Yeah, and, and you know, really. You have to you have to judo these things, you know. You yeah. Have to, if you go, the the problem is, and that that's one of the my one one thing I think about a lot. And when I'm talking about the media, that's yeah. one of the things I'm talking about is that we have to be really careful because they can say any. You have to understand the aftermath. You have to understand that the media can say anything that they want to as many times as they want to. So you have to do what you're going to do with that understanding. So sometimes that, or almost all the times, that that means what uh, and Alex calls it judo. You have to judo. You know, you have to think like think like them. Do false flag. You know, go out there dressed as a rabbi and 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 scream about how America should die for Israel. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, I mean that that's a really crappy example, but you know what I'm saying. You well, don't have you know, to come uh, out and say, "I'm a white nationalist." We should run these Jews out on a rail. We should no. You don't have to do that. I mean, you can you can do a lot of things that you know are maybe kind of like false flag. You know, you can you can you, scre- you can be really obnoxious and scream about supporting Israel and you know Americans that die supporting Israel go to heaven and get virgins. You know, I mean, well, you, you know, know what's funny is you can, have, you can have a little oh, fun with crazy. this. Uh, was yeah. it Bud White had the idea? I think you were on that show, right? Where he wanted to go down to um, Lakewood, New Jersey, I think, and which is Kike Central, and uh, and uh, get a camera crew out there, and then and then uh, you know uh, approach one of those Hasids and say, "Hey, we're out here uh, uh, promoting a website that uh, uh, gives money to Holocaust survivors." And then, and then, would you hold this sign for us to promote it, right? So you get this right. big greasy Hasid with a beard, and then, uh, and then, and, and the sign says GoVNN.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's like the uh, 419. Have you have you seen the uh, 419 scam website? No, I have, haven't. Uh, you know what 419 scams are? It's these uh, these I'm Nigerians sure or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigerian email, please, sir. I need to transfer a billion dollars out of the country. You'll get a cut of it if you just give me your bank number. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that like happened. I guess that worked once, and ever since they've been trying to do it. But uh, at the, there's a 419 scam website. If you Google it, I'm sure you'll get it up. And, and they have a lot of pictures of uh, they they play the game back with them. They say, "Okay, great. I'll uh, send you my uh, account number when I get home." Uh, but I'm going to tell my husband it's a charity or something, and and we support this charity. So like, take a picture of yourself holding up this sign, or take a picture of you holding up this fish on your head. I mean, I, they've got some amazing pictures on there, Jeff, and 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 even on the website, you know, the next and back and home buttons are these blacks holding up these signs that say next with a little arrow on it that they've made them made them take these pictures and send them to, and of course they've never gotten any money. Yeah. Couple cases have actually made them give money, but yeah, you have to. the The point is, is that the media is going. Wh- whatever you do, we have to get it out onto the media, and they're not going to broadcast Goyfire. They're not going to broadcast Read Talk Live. So we have to be thinking of ways to uh, to talk past the media. And I think a really good example of that is when when Alex was on that. Uh, uh, Conway and Whitman show yeah. that he was talking past the media, and uh, I've noticed another guy does that really well, Jim Fetzer uh, of the 9/11 Truth Movement. He's gone on Hannity and Combs, and I've listened to clips from that, and he's definitely talking past the yeah. the two hosts of the show and talking to the people, and that's really uh, things like that are, are what is going to be uh that's what's going to be media savvy for us because we can't we can't take the media out you can't uh you know even if you wanted to get violent you can't there, there aren't that many bombs you know you, you, we have no way of getting at satellites we have no way of getting at transmitting stations really uh the best way to do it is uh asymmetric warfare you know yeah it, it is and and, and 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 that's what really Hezbollah uh, taught us, and and that is, Absolutely. if your enemy has tanks and air and an air force, well, you don't try to fight tanks and air forces, right? Uh, you know, you, in, even if you have even if you have tanks and you have an air force, you know, if if you're if you're the the power you're facing is is you know more adept with those tools, you don't fight them with those tools. You fight them somewhere else, and yeah, you fight the people in the living room who are funding. And, yes, uh, yes. Supporting. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. You don't you don't fight by their rules. Yeah, and, even and, though, boy, I will tell you that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was great to see uh, some of those tanks taken out. Uh, those some of those Israeli tanks taken out by, uh, and wow, they were flat-footed. I, I saw a couple of press conferences with their minister of defense, who was shortly shortly thereafter fired, um, and. You know, his eyes were as big as saucers. He couldn't believe it that uh, you know, they were taking out these tanks, uh, which is a huge problem. I mean, we we really, I mean, we really don't get tanks taken out in Iraq. I mean, it's a fluke when it happens. Uh, a tank is supposed to be. Uh, you know, but what, what we are getting a lot of uh, damage with though is those uh, those Bradley fighting vehicles. And well, yeah, the, those things are getting yeah, those popped. Are, yeah, those are definitely those are much wider. Those are uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The IEDs can pull those apart if they do it right. Uh, if they use shape charges and whatnot. Here, I, I'm posting a uh, right now. I, I'm posting a, a couple videos here uh, on your thread. And did you happen to see the thread that I uh, uh, posted about excellent uh, Iraq video report? Uh, I don't think so. What what was the video? Well, basically, it was a it was a CNN report from Iraq, and it, and it basically uh, the guy his name did this was Ware, and you know he basically uh, said that hey look here's the people that are are fighting uh, against us, and here's the various factions and they're winning, and who and here's who they are, and, and of course uh, it was very good, and um, uh, the thing about it is you know they. Aside from the, the real political uh, reality, this this uh, this reporter, you know, the reporter really laid it bare for the listener yeah. and said, "Hey, look." In a way that CNN would not do. Well, uh, this guy did it, and he he, yeah. he he laid it bare and said, "Hey, he didn't say we've been defeated, but uh, here here's the here's the factions that are fighting and winning, and uh, and here's the facts about them." But uh, one of the things about it was. Um, uh, they showed, I think, right at the beginning, and I put this in the thread, right at the beginning of this uh, video, they showed a tank just really just blown to bits. And, wow. And, and, uh, and, and some other things, uh, uh, some other vehicles that were just, well, it, it's like they just kind of, just kind of uh, fly apart. And yeah. uh, you can actually see, like, the gun turret of the tank uh, uh, pop off. Our and, tanks? What's that? Our tanks? Yeah. In Iraq. Yeah. Now see, it was my. Yeah, hell, man, oh, we're getting we're getting our shit. We're getting we're getting the shit kicked out of us. Oh, the yeah, guy the know. guy moved the uh, the guy moved the. Ah, uh, uh, shoot! He moved the uh, thread. He moved the. Um, yeah. I don't he, know. I'd have to see that. I mean, I I would be kind of surprised if they were regularly taking out tanks. I mean, it's yeah. my understanding that they can they can. Yeah, it yeah, was a bomb. They put it. It was a bomb they put a in the road. Bradley, or something. No, this was a tank with a gun turret on it. And matter mm. of fact, uh, even some of the Hezbollah videos uh, that I that I've seen, uh, they were also uh, they were also um, tanks were also being blown oh, to bits. Oh, yeah, uh huh. I know that's that that was the the great thing about uh, for us. That was the the beautiful thing as uh, seeing you know the armor. Heavy armor on a battlefield like that is a trump card, and you don't send them in until you're ready to use your trump card. And to have them get taken out is uh, is shocking to say the least. Uh, psychologically traumatizing for an, for an army to have uh, their tanks taken out yeah. like that. Um, and I believe three or four of them were taken out. But when you're talking about a Merkava, a difference between a Merkava and an Abrams, I mean, you're talking about 40 tons <laughs> or 50 yeah, tons. Yeah, it's right at the beginning of this thing. And uh, unfortunately, the, guy, the the link has been taken down because I'm afraid the uh, the blogger found out that he was getting hit from a, a white nationalist site. And, you know, he, you, you can't let those white nationalists see stuff like this. <laughs> and, and so... Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, it was a. Uh, oh man! Here, I'll I'll put the original thread in there, but uh, unfortunately, it's been taken down. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting our ass kicked over there, good. And and this again, I, you know, I feel sorry for uh, a lot of those. We're white doing well enough to push our political agenda. I mean, we're moving our political agenda right along. So 
we're not getting our asses kicked that bad. I mean, because we're getting done politically what we've always wanted to do over there. What is that? Uh, well, we wanted to... In the uh, 1982, I believe, is when they started the document. It, I think it says 1982 on the copyright, or 1983, but it's a document by uh, the Israelis. Um, it was kind of a proto version of Securing the Realm, uh-huh. if you're familiar with that document. Oh, yeah. But it basically calls for a retribalization of the Middle East. And here's something that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and you know, people listening may not agree, but hear me out. They're not afraid of Islam. They're afraid of Arab nationalism. Well, who is they? Uh, us. The, uh, us, Israel, okay. uh, the West, Jews. We're not afraid of Islam. Uh, or the planners, the military planners and strategists, they don't worry about Islam as much. It's definitely a component of it, but uh, that can be contained. I mean, Islam actually helps uh, if you if the, if you do this right. We're we're actually doing it right. We're we're splitting or we're, we're it's not the right thing to do, but what we're trying to do, we're doing a hell of a job, uh, and that's. You mean you're, are you saying that the, and and if I if I'll agree with you about this, are you saying that the objective is is basically to destroy uh, uh, cohesion among Arab states and just and just cause chaos and 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 disorganization and decentralization? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. In okay. short, yes. I mean, the thing yeah. is, Arab, you know, getting Arabs politically aligned is like herding cats. It's, yeah. Okay. It's worse, worse than trying to get people in VNM form to agree. With anything, uh, yeah. they have so many different factions. I mean, and Arabs have a Arabs have a, a rather popular saying, and they say, and it goes something like my, um, like my country, uh, me and my country against the world, me and my tribe against my country, me and my family against my tribe, me and my brother against my family. I have a saying that goes kind of like that, and mm-hmm. and that that really is um, a lot of how. The social over there in, in Southwest Asia and Muslim Arab land has always worked, um, and Iraq's just a center point for that. Uh, they're they're naturally just uh, you know tribal that, and really it was Arab nationalism. It was uh, you know in Egypt it was Sadat that we were really afraid of. It was uh, Nasser, um, a, a caliphate run out of Baghdad. That's that's the fear because. Only nations can bring the type of resources to bear uh, that that can really get things done to get in the way of the agenda of, of uh, these people who are running the United States, this imperial agenda. It's only uh, somebody with the resources of nation states. And if they had a caliphate run out of Baghdad, if they had if they had the right leader and a cal- and who could uh, uh, enforce some type of political consensus. And they had a caliphate running from uh, Tehran through Baghdad, uh, through Arabia, and to Egypt. That they would be a juggernaut. They'd be a force to be reckoned with. Sure. Uh, with all the resources, but but yeah, Islam can actually help uh, fracture them because that's half, half the time they're fighting. They're fighting over their religion. You know, us from the outside, we say, well, they're all Muslims, so. You know, but but no, I mean it's 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 like uh, Catholics and Protestants. They fought each other like cats and dogs, and it's the same thing over there. Even though we see them all as Muslims, that's definitely not the way they see it. They they are Sunni and Shia, 
particularly uh, in Iraq, and that's what we're talking about here. Uh, but basically, what what we've done, the, the easiest region was Kurdistan, which was existed in the north of Iraq, uh, bordered Turkey, and that that runs from the most southern point of that is like Mosul, the city of Mosul, which is contested. But Mosul in north is what's now considered Kurdistan. And the Kurds have been working with our intelligence serv services as long as we've had them. Uh, they've been buddy-buddy for a long time. And uh, the Kurds are the largest ethnic group, I think, anywhere uh, in Asia without a country. And uh, so... So Kurdistan, uh, in, they already had the organic elements to form a nation. They already had people that were willing to fight for their country. They already had, you know, that's why Saddam, uh, you know, pressed them so much. But so they're, they're up and running. They've got ambassadors in other countries already. You know, they, they've got an economy going along. Uh, there, there may be some military liaison in Kurdistan from the United States, but pretty much they're they're running themselves right now. Um, Western and southern Iraq is um, it's what's called the Sunni Triangle, or what's sometimes referred to as the Sunni Triangle, uh, erroneously, but those are Sunni, and Sunni Muslims are the majority in Arabia, and most importantly uh, for this conversation in Syria. And the Shia are dominant in Iraq, um, but they were oppressed under Saddam. And the Shia are, uh, they're a vast majority in Iran. So what we've done, what we're, what we're doing is using Syria as a counterbalance to Iran by letting them meet in Iraq. And uh, that's what we're doing. We're... Uh, uh, while the Kurds are pumping oil and sending ambassadors out, we're dividing the country. Uh, we're cutting deals between people like Mutada al-Sadr, who, uh, uh, who's, a, a, who's a Sunni, and he, he commands quite a bit of uh, violent loyalty among Sunni. So do you think we're going to go to war with the Iran? No. No, um, we're working with elements inside the Iranian government. What you see on the news is a lie. We're we're working with elements of the Iranian government. We're trying to pull them apart. But um, they're a decade away from nuclear weapons. So what what that means is that it's not really a productive discussion. Them and nuclear weapons. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to get nukes. Are we going to have to bomb their nukes? Blah, blah, blah. No, we don't have to even talk about that right now. It's not. It's not a part of the intelligence. Uh, it's, not, it's not a part of the problem with them. Isn't it, it's not nukes. Um, I mean, look, they gave us overflight rights to invade Afghanistan. I mean, not many people know that, but that's on. You can find that on Google. I mean, uh, but they gave us overflight rights for our F-16s and our cargo. Uh, you know, they they let us violate international or their their territorial waters uh, in order to uh, park ships. You know, we park ships off the coast in order for the invasion of their Muslim brothers in Afghanistan. So uh, we have more of an intimate relationship with the Iranians than than anyone in the United States wants to admit. But uh, well, how can that be? But that's what we're doing. We're how can that be? Seeing that 
I mean, uh, Iran is is you know probably the chief geopolitical foe of Israel. Yes, they are. But what we're trying to do is have Syria keep them busy with the Syrians. I mean, you'll notice uh, when when Israel was bombing Hezbollah, uh, they were threatening to go into Syria. And even though supplies were making their way through Syria to Hezbollah, uh, they never attacked Hezbollah. They never pushed Hezbollah. Um, the problem is if if uh, if the king in Syria or uh, Bashar Assad uh, uh, in Syria, if he said uh, that if he admitted any of this that they were in collusion with the Israelis, he'd be he'd be dismembered, obviously. That's the problem with a lot of these governments. The populations, that's why they say, yeah, we want, we want democracy, and that's how you know that we don't want democracy, because the first thing they'll do is have us leave. They'll, they'll, uh, if we let Muslims elect governments, they would elect anti-American, anti-Israel governments. Absolutely. So that's one big thing that you, you have to realize that what the, the news is lying to you. We don't want democracies over there. Oh, absolutely! We don't, we don't want to liberate Iraq. Does and anyone, does anyone listening Iraq, tonight believe? That we, I mean, I, I mean that's so that that is so fundamental of a point. And does anyone yeah. listening tonight believe that the, that Zog or whatever you want to call our government, the Washington tyranny? Do you think they want a, a, a democracy there? Yeah, I mean, there, there's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come they on! Tend, they tend to. Talk about democracy a lot because in most places in the world, Jews like democracy. Oh, they love it. If you're running the media, it really doesn't matter. And like, and like, uh, who was a Rothschild who said, "I don't care who, who, who votes. Just give me control over the money supply." There would only be a democracy in Iraq if Jews controlled the money supply, if Jews controlled the media. If Jews controlled most of the major corporations operating yeah. inside yeah. Iraq, then they call it a democracy. Yeah. Then it would be a democracy. I mean, you'll notice when yeah. when Putin started started harassing the oligarchs. Oh, you know, they're not as much of a democracy. Uh, they're going towards tyranny over there. In oh, Russia. Yeah, they're doing that thing right now too with them yeah, real bad. Yeah, they're pushing that again. They're on it again. And, yeah. and no, no, they're 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 uh, uh, they're taking care of these Jews who have absolutely eviscerated the wealth that belongs to the Russian people, uh, the beleaguered Russian people, and these Jews are just, just trying to pick the carcass apart. My God. But, uh, you know, Putin is, you know, at least motioning like, uh, you know, he, he doesn't, he, he's not going to have them do that, even though, you know, they're they're all escaping to is, as it is, uh, or, or Great Britain. God forbid us. Uh, but, you know, I... We don't want democracy in Muslim lands because we know what that means. Um, you know, there is a very real-world example of that, and that was Algeria. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good and, example. And that was, uh, when was that, 1992, and uh, I believe it was 92, and uh, they held open elections there, and lo and behold, what happened? The Islamists win. Yeah, and, uh, elements of the Muslim Brotherhood. Nope, sorry. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> Wrong I mean, answer. I mean, and very quickly there a civil war erupted. And, yeah, and uh, earlier this year in uh, the occupied territories in Palestine, or, or 
or in yeah, Palestine. Yeah, Hamas is another elect- example. And what did they do? They elected Hamas. And, and uh, we're, we're basically what happened after that was the uh, Zog strangled that government. They, yeah, they, they arrested them. They went into Parliament and arrested them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So there's no common thread running through. Uh, you know, they're not. They're just not willing to leave people to hell alone. Yeah, I and know. That's what the Southerners wanted to be left to hell alone. That's what the Germans wanted to be left to hell alone. That's what and and no, you you just you just can't uh, be left alone because left alone basically means getting off the international banking system, and that's ultimately oh, what they're afraid that's a, that's of. That's a problem. Gonna, that is that's the big thing right there. You go off, you start talking about going off the internet or the internet, going uh, the international banking system, and you know United States presidents just have an amazing ability to wind up dead after talking about such things. Uh, you know, even so what do you what do you mean what do you mean by that, Theseus? What do you mean U.S. Uh, oh. presidents wind up dead? Well, I mean, if you take the uh, the presidents who uh, did interesting things with our banking supply and tried to take us off this uh, the international the international elements of our banking system, such as well, like um, like Lincoln, he started a whole different currency in the United States for the Civil War. You're aware of that, greenbacks. Uh, he funded the war uh, that way, and there were even economists at the time that who had his ear that were saying, "Look, you don't need, you don't even need." And this is where the libertarians are wrong. You don't need to back a currency with gold. You don't need to back a currency with anything other than the people of a nation. And now you can begin to see why Jews don't want a strong any type of strong nation. Um, that's what Hitler did. What he, he explicitly, and he thought, and he said so. He took Germany off the international banking system to to stabilize the economy and their currency, and he said, from now on, we're going to back uh, we're going to back our currency with the uh, the full faith and uh, and credit of the hardworking German people. And everyone knew what that meant. Everyone knew that German stuff was superior. So, World War II was basically on at that point. By by the time, that just could not be had. Uh, You cannot disentangle yourself uh, without a huge, huge mess. But I want to get back to Iraq about uh, about what's actually going on. Okay, what's going on between uh, the Sunnis, the Shias, the... uh, Syrians and the Iranians, and and let me just say this: if I'm right, what's going to happen is uh, is there's I don't, I don't know what deals are being worked out with Basra yet, but what's going on as as far as who's killing American troops? That's the question. Okay, if we're if we're handing this to the Syrians and handing this to the uh, Iranians, and we're buddies with the Kurds, who's shooting American soldiers? Who's making this? Uh, 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 an unbearable occupation. Iraqi patriots that understand what we're doing, that we're carving their country up, that hate even Shia, uh, Iraqis hate Iranians. You know, they they were at each other's. I mean, they there was probably like a million and a half people that died in that war that they had in the 80s between Baghdad and Tehran, 
and they have a lot of enmity between each other, and they kind of understand what we're doing, that we're bringing in the Iranians and, and the foreign fighters that, that our people are always talking about, that Rumsfeld's talking about, they're us, and they're people that we're bringing in, like the Iranians. The foreign fighters are us. Mm-hmm. And the people who are blowing up Bradley fighting vehicles and uh, sniping at soldiers, for the most part, the insurgency, are Iraqi patriots. They're regular Iraqis. And I and look, See, this is, anyone this... who doesn't understand yeah. that there are people shooting back would be someone who would see tanks rolling up and down their street from a foreign occupying nation and not do anything about it, and I don't want to know you. See, this is the paradigm shift that I, I think I trust most people listening tonight have under, underwent. But until you understand that the United States is the aggressor in this conflict, and the yeah. United States is is the is the warring party and the belligerent, that what we're doing over there is fundamentally immoral and wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until you, you really know what? understand that, you, you're never going to understand anything. Yeah, uh, I, in a lot of ways, that's how I began began seeing the light because I yeah. started off as a, kind of a political and military strategist or, or, or a student of p- political and military strategy. Right. And there's all these volumes now written on how we handle terrorism and how this is a new thing, this asymmetric warfare, and the United States has never had to deal with it. And I began thinking why that was. Why are things all of a sudden so hard? Why can't we win a war anymore? Uh, that that weighed quite heavily on me. Why can't we win wars anymore? Gosh. It's because we're not fighting armies. We're fighting people. We're over there fighting people that didn't threaten us, that don't threaten our direct interests. And... Uh, that's the problem. We're fighting people. We're fighting cultures. We're fighting nations. And you know, we have our own. We have ourselves to blame for this evolution in warfare, because you know, a, a virus, if it's attacked with um, uh, what are those drugs you take, uh, not a virus, bacteria, antibiotics. Uh, the antibiotic, if you, if you don't use it carefully, uh, and which most of us don't. Uh, it, it, the antibiotic tends up wiping out most of the uh, most of the in, the bacterial infection, but right. a few are left, and, that, and that's, yeah, that's why they say to us. take the whole bottle. That's that, why they say to take the whole bottle because yeah. if you leave some, yeah. whatever you leave, whatever you leave is going to start breeding and growing again. And the problem is, is that strain that survives yeah. is going to be Im- immune to what you send after it. Yeah. And, so and we've been they go- don't form armies anymore because we can bomb the hell out of them. We're geared towards fighting armies. That's right. Yeah. And and they've evolved. And and the reason they've evolved is because we forced them to evolve. They've had to, and they're not yeah. afraid to die because they're fighting over their homes. I, you know that that's what troubled me. I'm like, well, why why can't we win these wars anymore? Why can't we? And it kind of dawns on you that okay, this soldier is fighting because he gets paid thirty five grand a year. This soldier is fighting because the house behind him is occupied by his wife and four kids. So who's gonna who's gonna fight harder? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're never going to uh, you're never going to be able to beat people like that. The Romans didn't even do that, and they butchered their way across Europe and uh, Anatolia. Uh, and the and the Romans had to find savvier ways 
mm-hmm. to uh, to occupy people and to possess their lands. I mean, they, they, they had to bring them into the system. They had to ingest them, which was, is ultimately what brought them down. But they had to uh, co-opt. They couldn't do and it with the German tribes, though. No, they, <laughs> unfortunately... They, 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 they never could. beat them. They never beat them. Yeah, nope. they could never. Uh, they could never get over the Elbe. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. like the like the Teutoburg Forest, and we're yeah. absolutely annihilated. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, but that that's one thing. That's a cue that we should take. Uh, that that whites should take from resist. Yeah, don't we? We put too much trust and credence in our political leaders. When our political leaders sign surrender papers. That doesn't mean shit to us. You know, the South should have kept up an insurgency. It should have. You know? The uh, the Germans, the Nazis, should have kept up an insurgency. Uh, the Japanese, the same thing. I mean, and, and there was there was to a limited degree, but I, I think that's that's kind of politically that's a, an Achilles heel of us is that we're very trusting of our forms of our political forms, and when that we are. When, yeah, well, it's because we've never really been spanked for doing so. We've always uh, had, we've never really had a good reason not to believe in our political leadership before. Yeah. Uh, except for very short times here and there, but we've you know, never... What, what, is, what is, the great tragedy about our situation is, is that, you know, whether you look at, and I'm kind of following up with what you have to say here, is that... Very few times in our race's history has our elite been decapitated or has it also turned against its own people. Yeah. And and so this is a very, it's, it's somewhat of a unique situation uh, for our race. And in... Uh, other people know this too, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, other, other, other uh, nations, uh, you know, like like I was talking to a Japanese fellow, and they know this stuff. Yeah, everyone can see it, or, or a lot, a lot of people that are watchers of, of these things, they they look with concern at what's happening in the United States. You know, and, and all, all you hear in the media is, oh, you know, other countries bad, they hate America and this and the other. And I, I would say, for the most part, they're more concerned um, because people don't. Hate Americans, and this is an overworked phrase, but they hate our government. It's true, because America doesn't act like. Here, here's one way you know that it's not our government. Does this government act like anyone you've ever met? <laughs> yeah. This, you know, it it uh double crosses people. It shits on people. It's uh, it's it's hateful. It uh, you know, just like you were saying, it's it's taken out. It's indigenous. It, the population that formed the government, it's turned against it. Alex Linder, uh, I repeat this phrase, Alex Linder says, it's a government that's elected a new people by bringing these Mexicans in and, and, yes. and these third world hordes. Uh, they're electing a new people. And we are just, whites in the United States are absolute, we find ourselves caught flat-footed by these things because we've never had a really good reason for in, uh, codifying, uh, put, putting into our cultures uh, a more profound and even violent mistrust of our politicians. I mean, look at what the Arabs did in their cultures. T- 
to know the Jew is to hate the Jew, and they came from the same parts that Jews came from, so they've already dealt with them, and they know all about them, and they probably don't even know why, but they hate them, because it's been encoded into their culture, and that's for a reason, but we need to encode a lot of the same things into our culture, and it was, I mean, Christianity was, I keep going back to this, but Christianity was anti-Semitic. Yes, it was. Even though I'm no fan of Christianity. Yes, it, yes, it was, and and the book to read on that is uh, is the second book in the trilogy of Kevin McDonald's, and it's called um, uh, uh, sep- um, S- Separation is Discontents. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the second book, and uh, and and uh, McDonald spends a lot of time talking about how the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages, uh, you know, did an awful lot. To rid Europe of the Jews, and uh, they it, it went in periods. It, it wasn't always constant, but uh, there were there were very real anti-Semitic uh, 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 actions of the church, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, and that just <laughs> and that just came from nowhere. All these different people and these different little enclaves came up with the same conclusion over and over and over again. And, and they did the same things. They made them identify themselves. They expelled them. Uh, they they took. Uh, they relieved them of their businesses. Uh, they all they all came up with these same answers for some reason. And yeah, I guess it's just the scourge of anti-Semitism. I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's uh, let's take. We have a caller. Uh, 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 you want to do a break first? Yeah. Let's let's. I was going to say. Let's. What song would you like me to play here? Oh, play Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. After Bonnie and Clyde, we'll come back with James Hawthorne. Great. Uh, oh, I, I don't have Bonnie and Clyde for some reason. Uh-oh. Play anything. Uh, Any of that stuff. Well, here, let me list a few. I've got Darlene. i got 14 Goddamn Right. Oh. Hey, play that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is a, this is a, a thesis of songs. We're right back at the top of the hour with James Free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio.